Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, everyone. God bless you. Grace and peace to you. Amen. It's Tuesday night. It's Biblical Tools Tuesday. God bless you, mom. God bless you for joining in. God bless you. If you all don't mind, do me a favor. Amen. God bless you, Alyssa Wiles. Hey, God bless you, a Wiles World Worldwide. So we thank God for you all. If you don't know who she is, go check out her page, Wiles World Worldwide, Alyssa Wiles. God bless you all. Amen. Hello, everyone. Thank God for you all, you, 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 and you for chiming in with us for this Bible study evening. It's Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday Biblical Tools, and we're coming, amen, back on this Tuesday night to be with you all for our Bible study night. And I'm excited because we're still in our series, and so we're excited about that. Uh, just some housekeeping things because, you know, we're going to try to get you out at it. Um, as they would say inside the church, we're going to try to get you out at a good time. All right. <laughs> so we thank God for you all. We bless God for you all. If you don't mind, like and share. If you're on our YouTube channel, God bless you all. Thank you all for chiming in as well as subscribe and um, like as well. All right. So we thank God for you all. Do me a favor. Say hello as you're coming in. Do me that favor. Say hello as you're coming in. That will be fantastic if you would say hello as you're coming in. So amen. And so even if you watch the replay, you know, um, please um, type in replay if you're watching the replay at a later time for Bible study. If you missed the first two parts of our series, then you can watch those or you can listen to those on our podcast, which is Pastor BJ Connections for po on Podbean in iTunes, Pastor BJ Connection on um, you can download the app for Podbean or you can listen to it on iTunes. And so you can um, listen to those uh, past two um, series, um, the first part and the second part. Or you can jump on our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Pastor BJ Connections. And you can look at all the things that we have up there. There are some other videos and all that wonderful good stuff that are up there as well. So we thank God for you, 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 and you on tonight. And so we're about to begin our Bible study. Uh, don't forget, please don't forget, if you have not registered for our Bow Summit, if you have not registered for our Bow Summit, Bow Summit 2020 Business Oil and Worship. Look at this lineup that we have going on here. We have this awesome lineup that's going on for our Bow Summit, our Bow Summit um, 2020 Business Oil and Worship. Saturday is an empowerment session with none other than Tiffany Montgomery at 11 a.m. You must register that. So go to our website um, and um, register there at our website. Register at our website, which is scrolling down the bottom. Um, <clears throat> 
register at our website, bgjonesministries.org, bgjonesministries.org. Register there, click that little bow, um, B-O-W Summit tab, and you can register right there on our website. On that Friday night, none other than this prophet, this prolific man of God, I have known him for so many years right now. I don't even know how many years, but we have known each other for so, so many years. Um, none other from the Dream Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, Bishop J. Donald Edwards at seven o'clock p.m. on that Friday night. We will be live and you don't want to miss it. The believers should have an impact and influence in the marketplace. And so um, I'm definitely going to try to teach on that after this series. We're going to teach a little bit about that um, business oil and worship in your and what does that mean for the believer? And so we don't we're going to hit on that. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely go there. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be phenomenal. And I want to be able to get your registration packet out. Registration is a small registration of $35 per person. You can pay right there online. God bless you. So don't forget to do that. It's fastly approaching. It's coming up. So do me that favor. Spread the word. Let some people know. All right. Uh, we want you all to uh, be a part of that and take part in that. And so if you can do that for me, that will be awesome. Thank you all so very much. So we are ready. Amen. To go into our Bible study on this evening, Tuesday, Biblical Tools. Um which is our Bible study. We've been in this series, in this series, um, and um, called Good Motives, Good Motives with Negative Results, Good Motives with Negative Results. We've been dealing with this thing in the book of Judges, and we have just been pulling out some really good nuggets, some really good things that we can apply for our, to our life to help us uh, live a more successful life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so that's who we serve. That's who we are. And so we are um, truly wanting to go forward in the word of God on tonight. So, all right. So we're talking about good motives with negative results. Get the book of Judges. Get your Bible. Get your Bible. Amen. I'm paper Bible saved. Yes, I got my Bible. I got the hardback tonight, though. I got my Bible. I got the hardback tonight. Um, the reason why I got the hardback tonight is the print is just a little bit bigger for me. <laughs> All right. So we got the hard back tonight, but I want you all to go ahead and I want you all to um, get your Bibles. If you have your electronic devices, then you can pull up the scripture on your electronic devices. But however, we want you to feed, um, to follow along with us. All right. So let us pray on this evening. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for taking us throughout this day. We thank you for watching over us, protecting us, allowing us to arrive at this appointed time on tonight to be able to, Lord God, dive into your word, to be able to learn your word, to be able to, Lord God, grow in your word, uh, building our relationship with you. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will bless your people, give them ears to hear what the spirit has to say. I pray that they will be encouraged. I pray that they will be enlightened. I pray that their walk with you will grow closer and tighter in Jesus name. We thank you and we bless you. God, I ask that you will allow self to sit down and you stand up boldly on the inside. I pray that you will, Lord God, speak through me, Lord God, the words that you will have me to say on tonight to be able to minister unto your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead um, with our Bible study lesson for this evening. 
We are definitely, again, we're talking, we're in part three. We're in part three of good motive, motives with negative results. All right, God bless you, Sister Gloria. God bless you. All right, y'all do me a favor. All right, share if you don't mind. Share, share, share. We thank God for you all. All right, share if you don't mind. I appreciate it so very much. Thank you so kindly. All this wonderful good stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, we thank God for you. All right. So um, go ahead and share if you don't mind. So we like um, um, you all to turn with us back to the book of Judges. We are in the book of Judges. All right. As we have been in the book of Judges for a moment. We have been in the book of Judges for a moment. And so we are still there. We are in part three of the book of Judges. Um, so let's chime in. All right. Get Judges, the eighth chapter. That's what we're going to read. That's because those are our focus scriptures. Those are our focus uh, scriptures that we've been, um, um, we're moving toward. How do we get to our topic um, good motives with negative results. So we're moving toward that. And so that's what Bible study should be. Bible study should be where you search the scriptures, where you dive in and you take more time to teach the word of God and not necessarily to preach the word of God. I know sometimes we get excited and you know, we get a little up there and we start exhorting and preaching a little bit, but it, the word of God should really be um, broken down whereas though we are actually teaching the word of God so people can make it applicable to their lives. Okay. So let's go right there. All right. So um, judges, the eighth chapter, uh, we're going to read the 22nd through the 20. I'm going to stop at the 28th verse. because That's where I've been stopping at. All right. So judges, the 22nd chapter, the 20 through the 28th verses in the Bible reads, then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, rule thou over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's sons also, for thou have delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my sons rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I will desire a request of you that ye would give me every man their earrings of his prey. For they have golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites, uh, verse 25. And they answered, we will willingly give them. And they spread a garment and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. Verse 26 of the eighth chapter of Judges. And the weight of the golden earrings that were that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shackles of gold beside ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the king of Midian and beside the chains that were about the camel's neck. Uh, verse 27, and Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, even in Orpha, and all Israel went thither a whoring after it, which things became a snare unto Gideon and his household. Verse 28, thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel so that they left, lifted up their heads no more and the country was quietness, was in quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon. All right, so we read from the 22nd um, chapter to the 28th chapter. God bless you, Bishop Edwards. God bless you. God bless you. And so um, 
quick recap because we're in part three, all right, of good motives with negative results, good motives with negative results. And so uh, we talked about in part one, what it, what does motive mean? All right, we talked about that. Um, y'all, again, you could go to Pastor BJ Connections. You can go to my YouTube channel or a podcast, uh, Podbean or iTunes to actually get these series or listen to these series and list, watch them as well. All right, so um, we talked about what does motives mean? All right, a reason for doing something, especially one that is hidden or not obvious, okay? Or one that is hidden not out. A motive can be positive or negative. It can be the desire to see someone benefit or negative to see someone fall. We talked about that in part one. Uh, Our PowerPoint for that part one was uh, put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure, right? We talked about that. Put boundaries on your desires and keep your motives pure. Um, that was in part one. And then we talked about um, the history of Gideon and the judges. We talked about that in part one. We said in part one that you have that you must have faith lens. F-A-T-F-A-I-T-H-L-E-N-S. Faith lends two words, right? During this time, Gideon, reason why we said that is because Gideon had limited vision to see beyond where he was and how things could change. You cannot just look at where you're at right now, but you have to see beyond where you are and how things can change. But you got to look through faith lens. So we talked about that because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for what? We walk by faith and not by what? Sight. We talked about that. All right. In the first part. And so also in the first part, we asked, we said that you have to stay focused. Uh, what are you focusing on? Gideon was focused on surviving and then um, um, then advancing. He was focused on getting his family food and was very resourceful in accomplishing this task. So what are you focused on? Because if you have faith, then you know that God is the supplier of all your needs according to what? His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Uh, uh, Philippians 4 19, you know that. So we talked about what is your focus in this hour, in this time. And then uh, we talked about where they were um, at during during this time and how they had they were um, the children of Israel have retreated and began living in dens in the mountains as well as caves as strongholds which were fortresses right so they felt safe there they felt safe there all right uh, uh, Masada right M A S A D A in the Hebrew means strong foundation support they felt safe at that place all right uh, God bless you. Uh, Co-Pastor Regina Boney, God bless you. All right. So uh, we talked about all of that and we talked about um, um, how uh, the Midianites came about, right? We dealt with the history of how the Midianites came about through Abraham's second wife after Sarah had passed away, right? He married a white, a woman by the name of Keturah and Genesis 25. And it said that she, this concubine, because that's what they called her, concubine, uh, she gave uh, Abraham six more sons. She gave Abraham six sons and one of them was Midian. And that's where you get the Midianites from. From, okay. And so we talked about that all in the first chapter, but you have to go through all of that. All right. We talked about, um, this was all in the sixth chapter of judges. We're bringing you forward. That was in the first part, in the first part of the series. Um, and we talked about that, uh, 
when the people cried out, that's when God heard them. All right. They were already in the bad place because they were disobedient. They were not, they were, they was worshiping idolatry. They were, they they began to worship idols. Excuse me. They began to worship idols and they began to cry out. And when they cried out unto the Lord, the Bible said that he sent a prophet. He sent a prophet to speak to the children of Israel and to tell them what God had said. And God said, I brought you out of bondage. I brought you out of Egypt. I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptian. Um, I drove you out of your own land and gave, I drove your enemy out of their own land and gave you their land. He said that. He said, I told you, um, um, uh, he said, but the one thing that I told you not to do was to fear, all right, was to fear God, was not to worship the other gods of the other nations. And you did not obey. That's what the Lord said. You did not obey. So they had to deal with that at that particular time and because they did not obey guess what they end up um, losing everything they end up being in a parish state and so we um so that was the first part now part two okay because now we're trying to move forward part two of this recap right we dealt with we went back to we started off with the prophet say the prophet said that you did not obey uh many of us are dealing with what we are dealing with because we did not obey we're in a state of disobedience all right and i told you i brought i gave you an acronym for if you want to get anything and everything that you need from the lord you have to have a full mindset, a full mindset, F-O-W, a full mindset, F-O-W, faith, obedience, and worship will get you everything that you need from the Lord, my God, right? If it's according to his will, now let's not forget that, according to his will, all right? Full mindset, faith, obedience, and worship, all right? Those things compel God to listen to you, it gets God's attention, all right? So you have to have faith, obedience, and worship foe foe somebody quite type in foe f-o-w foe mindset faith obedience and worship that was in part two all right that was in part two and so then we talked about all right you cannot come to god with a false mindset of who you believe god to be and expect God to bless you. You cannot come to God with a false mindset of who you believe God to be and expect God to bless you, but you must have a relationship with God that is wholly consistent and built on good motives and truth. My God, right? You There must be a purity of heart when dealing with God. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. There must be a purity of heart when dealing with God. The Bible says in Psalms 51, right? When the prophet Nathan came to deal with David after he had done all that he did concerning Bathsheba in Psalms 51 and 10, he says, created me a clean heart, O God, and renewing me the right spirit. We have to come to God with a pure heart, with a clean heart, not um, harboring things and issues and situations, okay? Uh, uh, so uh, um, uh, Psalms 24 and 3 through 6 says, who shall ascend unto the heel of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a what? Pure heart who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity or sworn deceitfully. So that was part two. That was part two. Uh, uh, and then we talked about your PowerPoint moment is my relationship with God is more important than my desire 
for my desires. Ooh, that was good, right? Uh, my relationship with God is more important than my desire for my desires. My God, right? So we have to have that type of mindset with dealing with God. And so we dealt with the fact that as we got into the scriptures, right, that the angel of the Lord came and spoke unto Gideon while he was in the press, uh, while he was on the wine press floor, right? The bottom of the wine press. He was threshing wheat by hand. And we talked about how they normally thresh wheat. And that was not the custom to thresh wheat by hand because it takes so long, right? But anyway, Gideon was doing two things. He was hiding and he was threshing wheat by hand, which was usually done on a hillside. We talked about all of that. All right. And so, uh, um, so we dealt with our PowerPoint moment for part two. Amen. Uh, uh, God says to, uh, so the Bible said that God comes um, before Gideon and does two things. He does two things when he comes before Gideon. He reassures Gideon and then he tags him and gives him a title of who he is. God reassures him and then he gives him, he tags him and gives him a title as to who he is, who God believes that he is, who God says that he is, right? Uh, many of you, God is defining who you are and erasing who you thought you were. My God, my God, right? God is defining who you are and erasing who you thought that you were. All right. So that's what that was your PowerPoint moment. All right. Uh, somebody write. God is defining and erasing. God is defining and erasing. So Gideon asked God two questions. He asked God two questions. He asked God to uh, uh, um, he asked if the Lord um, excuse me. He asked if the Lord, if he was with us, if he God, he said, basically, he said, God, if you're with us, then why shall all of this befall us? Gideon asked the question as if he didn't realize why all this stuff was taking place. They were in that situation because of their disobedience, because they did not obey the voice of the Lord. All right. So he said, if God is with us, then why is all of this stuff befalling us? And then he says, uh, where are the miracles in which our forefathers told us about, like the God that brings them out? of each brought them out of Egypt and 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 but he's going to allow the Midianites to destroy them. He says, "Where is that God? Where are the miracles that our forefathers talked about?" And 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 simply put, when you don't see miracles taking place in your life, then you got to check your surroundings, you got to check your heart. You got to check and see whether or not amen the condition is right for a miracle. All right. And so Gideon, I like he didn't know the answer to all that. He knew the answers, but nevertheless. All right. All right. So. All right. Uh, God is letting you know tonight that uh, I know that they we're in this pandemic and everything in the world is going crazy and you feel weak and you have questions to where God is. But God said, I am strengthening the remnant for the fight of your life. God is strengthening the remnant for the fight of your life. All right. So again, you have to look through this situation with faith lens. So now as we jump into part three. All right. So go back. All right. Go back and look at part one. Look at part two. Get all the other details of that because we don't have time to deal with that on tonight. So now we're in part three. In part three, we're going to look at chapter seven of the book of Judges. Let's look at chapter seven in the book of Judges. 
All right. So now we have, all right, we realize that now uh, um, something is something is transpiring and taking place in the seventh chapter. All right. Now uh, Gideon has gathered his army at the end of the latter part of chapter uh, six. He has gathered his army. All right. He has gathered all these men together. They come together in the valley of Jezreel. All right. And they pitch tents there in the valley of Jezreel. And so um, uh, the Bible says at the latter part of 35th chapter, he sent messengers throughout all of Manassas, who also was gathered after him and sent messengers unto Asher, unto Zebulun, and unto Nephetili, and they came to meet him. So Gideon now sends messages like, listen, I need you, right? I need you to come. I need your, the men to come and fight with me uh, because we got to take back which was given unto us. And so now when we get to the seventh chapter of the uh, book of Judges, the Bible says that uh uh, that who Gideon and all the people that were there rolled with him rose up early and pitched tent, um, excuse me, beside the well of Hayrod. All right, Hayrod, that's what the Bible says. So, when we first get into the seventh chapter of Judges, we're dealing with a person, we're dealing with a position, we're dealing with a purpose, and we're dealing with a place. That's that's the look at that. We're dealing with a purpose, we a person, you know, who the person that we're dealing with we're dealing with Gideon because we've been dealing with Gideon and now we're dealing with a position he now has a position attached to his life all right he has a title attached to his life his position and his title is he's a military leader he's a mighty man of valor because guess what God called him right he told him that you are a mighty man of valor so now we're dealing with his purpose his purpose was a meant to conquer conquering and over and being victorious over the Midianites he was going to destroy his enemies. He was going to lead a group of men into battle to destroy the Midianites, his enemy. And then we have a place. Now they are they have pitched tents and they are now together at this place called the Well of Hayrod. That's where they're at. And you got to understand something about Hayrod. H-A-R-O-D. H-A-R-O-D. You find this in the seventh chapter, verse, verse. H-A-R-O-D was a mountainy region where the cold cool springs of water flow down into the riverbanks and the streams all right remember i told you that before right they were they camped out and they they moved up into the mountainous areas, right? The children of Israel. So now they're at this place called Hayrod, and they are a man. And this place is significant for the cool springs of water running down into the riverbanks and the streams. Uh, this uh, this word Hayrod means fountain of fear, fountain of trembling. In this time and place where Gideon and his men, the Bible said that they had rose up early and they pitched tents in this. Place. Place. They got together and they got to this place and now they're pitching tents. If God is going to use you in this hour, you cannot sleep all day. My God, you got to get up early in the morning. You got to rise up early in the morning and meet God early in the morning. The Bible said that the 
Gideon and his men rose up early in the morning and they got to this place and they pitched tent at this place. You have to get up early in the morning. You cannot sleep long hours in this time, in this, this moment that we're in because you got to rise up early in order to get your assignment for that day. Amen. God wants you to have your assignment for that day. You have to seek God's face early. Amen. To get your assignment for that day. There is still purpose happening in the pandemic. My God, there is still purpose happening in the pandemic. And so if you want your assignment, you want to know what God is going to do, amen, within the next couple of days or even throughout that course of that particular day, then you got to get up early and you got to seek his face and you got to get your assignment. So the Bible says that they were at this place, their location, amen, that they were at, it put the Midianites on the north side of them by the hill of Moray, all right? M-O-R-E-H. So the Midianites were still had an advantage. They were above their enemy at this particular time. And their enemy was on the north side of a place called Moray, which was down in the valley. All right. It was in the north side. All right. So Gideon and his men were still in a high place. They were still had an advantage over their enemy and did not realize that they had an advantage over their enemy because they were in a mountain. And, and their enemies were down in the valley, all right? So, amen, so uh, 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 they their, their armies was down below in the valley. They still had an advantage. So Moray was the same place. You got to understand something about Moray. Moray was the same place where Abram, uh, uh, Abram, before he was called Abraham, he was called Abram, all right? That was his name, Abram. And God changed his name to Abraham, all right? He was, this is the same place where Abram built an altar unto the Lord. My God. Woo, look at that. So this was the same place that Abram built the altar unto the Lord in Genesis, the 12th chapter, the 6th to the 7th verse. During this particular time when Abram built this altar unto the Lord, this was the moment that Abram was called in the 12th chapter. When God told Abram, he says, get thee out of thy country among, from amongst thy kindred. And he said, I will, I'm going to take you to a land that that floweth with milk and honey. What did he tell him? All right. He told him that he says, I, uh, God made a covenant promise with Abraham. And he told him, he says, I won't, I'm going to give your seed land. In other words, he says, he says, I'm going to give your seed land. And when Abraham heard this, Abraham built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Ah, uh, my God, God is about to give you a visitation. Some of us, we are about to receive a visitation from the Lord that we have never seen before. Amen. That we have never experienced before. Amen. God is renewing some of our covenants with him, letting us know that, listen, that which I have spoken unto you the first time, it's still valid this time. Even though you're in a pandemic, even though you're going through all that you're going through, the pressure and the overwhelming situations that's happening in your life, God said, if you can remember what I told you the first time, amen, you're going to be blessed in the long run if you can remember what I told you. God speaks to the seed of, uh, God is speaking to the seed of your wound and your loins, amen, for future generations, all right? That's what God is doing. He's speaking to the seed that's in you, amen, the seed. And when I say the seed, I'm talking about the woman. We know the reproductive system. I don't have to go into all of that. He's speaking
speaking to that seed in you in the woman and he's speaking to the loins all right of the man for future generation the condition is that you have to worship god and there must be a sacrifice Abraham, when he was at this place and God had called him and told him that I'm going to give you a land for future and also your sons for future generation is going to benefit from this blessing and this covenant. Amen. There was a condition attached to it that he had to worship God and there must be a sacrifice. Abraham built an altar at that very place that God had spoken unto you, unto him. You got to understand something that you are carrying future generations within you some of us don't realize that we are going through all of this amen because we are carrying future generations that's going to be blessed by God and because of what we did in our in our uh, obedience unto the Lord God said I am going to bless you even now for future generations amen you are carrying generations on the inside of you but there has to be a worship unto God a pure unto God and there has to be a sacrifice unto the Lord the Bible says in Psalms 116 and 12 what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits you got to know that there has to be something that you got to give back unto the Lord the condition is that you worship God and there must be a sacrifice hallelujah hallelujah so when we look at the Word of God Amen. Hallelujah. So when we look at the word of God in the book of Judges, uh, uh, the seventh chapter, uh, when we get to verses two and verses three, God speaks to Gideon and he tells him that he has too many people, too many men to fight. And the reason why he tells him that the Bible says that God tells him this, he says, because if I allow all of these men to fight in the Midian, to fight the Midian, the Midianites, if I allow all these men to fight the Midianites, they will in turn boost in them boast in themselves excuse me they will in turn boast in themselves saying they won the battle by their own hands that's what they would do if i allow them all to fight in this battle they're going to boast in themselves and said it wasn't the lord it was us that won this battle because we had enough men to defeat our enemy amen so god said i cannot allow them all to fight in this battle he tells them to go and to tell the men he tells gideon he said i want you to go and i want you to tell the men it's most of us know this story but for those who don't really know the story i admonish you to read it because i don't have time to go into all of it amen so but for most of us they know the story and for those who are just being introduced to the story welcome i'm happy that you're being introduced to this story and he tells them he says he, he says gideon i want you to go to the men and i want you to tell them that if they are afraid and if they are scared i want them to go ahead and leave it's okay for them to go ahead and leave and go home Listen, 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 listen. He tells them, look at, he tells them, he says, if you are afraid, he said, tell the men if they're afraid, if they're nervous, if they're scared, then they could go ahead home. I want you to go ahead home. No harm, no foul. It's okay if you go ahead home. It's okay if you are afraid. He said, go ahead. I want you to leave, all right? Amen. This is what you cannot allow. You cannot allow fear to override your faith and your trust in God. 
If God says that you're going to overcome your enemy, you got to trust and believe that that's what God meant, that you're going to overcome your enemy. You cannot allow fear to put you in a, put, put, um, put you in a, a posture, amen, that you do, that does not allow God to be God in your life. Excuse me. Listen, y'all, I don't know what what's wrong with my tongue on tonight, but we're going to get it together. All right. All right. You cannot allow fear to put you in a posture, amen, where you do not have any trust in God. When you decide that you're going to throw in a towel and you're just going to walk away because fear has grabbed a hold of you. Amen. Don't allow fear, amen, to cause you to miss your victory. Somebody type that said, don't allow fear to cause you to miss your victory. Amen. So these men, amen, the Bible said that the men left. The Bible said that there was a total of 22,000 men, amen, that left, amen, and remaining was 10,000 men men was willing to fight. They were 10,000 men that was willing to fight. And, and, and listen, I told you, listen, listen, listen. I told you in the series uh, that we pre that we taught about called the X-Men. Amen. We taught on a series called the X-Men, the time of the remnant. We taught on that series. If you don't, if you don't see, if you didn't, uh, wasn't a part of that series, go back. You can look at it. All right. But we taught on the series called the X-Men, the time of the remnant. That's what we got to understand that God don't, God said in this time, in this hour, I don't need a lot of people. I just need enough people. Amen. I just need a small people with a whole lot of faith. That's all God's saying that he needs. He just need a small people, a small group of people with a whole lot of faith. Amen. So the Bible says that when the men left, there were 10,000 men still remaining. And the Bible said that the God said, this is still too many men. I need you to do something for me. Now, the first time that God told Gideon to tell some men to go home, it was a verbal call. Listen, if you're afraid, if you're not comfortable, you don't want to go into this battle, you got a little tremble you go ahead home amen that was a verbal call the second time that God tells Gideon now I want you to deal with some men he says this second call was an action call this was an action because it was what the men did that got that got them chosen to go into battle with Gideon it was what they did amen God did two types of call he did a call verbally and he could did a call to action amen God is called Calling us to action in this hour. God is calling us to make sure that we are set in position to do what we need to do in order for God to get the glory in this time and in this hour. So there's a call to action. Somebody said there's a call to action in this hour. Amen. A call to action. Amen. But this time, God will tell Gideon, I'm going to, amen, pick them. He tells Gideon which ones. He says, I'm going to tell you which ones to take down to the spring. He says, this is what we're going to do. Amen. They're going to drink some water. Amen. Amen. There is a selection going forth. There is a selection. Part three deals with selection. That's what part three deals with. It deals with selection, good motives with negative results. But there had to be a selection that takes place in the midst of all of this. There is a selection that's happening. Amen. Don't 
don't you realize that God is selecting, God is setting up people and there are people that God is taking down. There is a selection that is happening during this time, even in this pandemic. Many of us are not realizing, amen, some of us are walking in an uh, in, in old anointings that God is saying, I'm not going to blow a fresh wind on that, amen, because it's no longer useful. It's no longer beneficial. It's no longer going to do what I needed to do because you were not obedient in times past. And so now God is saying, amen, there is a selection that I am doing in this hour. There is a remnant that has been pulled out and set aside for such a time as this. Amen. Hallelujah. God is gearing them up. God is setting them up for post-pandemic situation. My God, for post-pandemic purpose, God is doing that. There is a selection that God is doing. And so God has a selection that is going on in this time. So the Bible says in verses five through verse six, there is a selection. Two groups are formed at this time. The Bible says there was a divide, amen. There were two groups that were uh, uh, performed, uh, excuse me, that was formed at this time. There were a divide, amen, by the way that they drank the water. That's what happened. Uh, listen, the Bible said that God used the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Amen. God separate people by the way that they drank water. Oh, my God. Oh. Listen, God understood more than what we know. He always going to understand more than what we know. Amen. So there was a divide as to how they drank the water. Amen. What their posture was like, how they handled the situation. Amen. Group one used their hands to drink and group two, amen, needed to drink directly from the water stream at the bank. They kneeled down with their mouths and they drank from the water stream. The Bible said that there were 300 men drank from the cup of their hands and the rest drank with their mouth at the stream. God said to keep the ones, God told Gideon, I want you to keep the ones who drank, amen, from the cups of their hand and send the ones who did not go, let them go home. Send them home, amen. That's what God said, amen. So Gideon had was left with 300 men. We understand that. This is the story. If you know, ever heard the story of Gideon, you know that he was left with 300 men. All right, the 300 uh, men. And the Bible says that Gideon does something very interesting. The Bible says that Gideon, he takes the 300 men, and this is where I want to get to part of the way. All right, uh, he takes the 300 men and he gives the 300 men two things he gives them a trumpet and he gives them victuals. All right, vessels. He gives them a trumpet and he gives them victuals. He gives them vessels. Hmm. This was interesting. Then he sends them to their camp to get rest. This is interesting. Uh, Gideon, amen, amen. They did not get a sword. They did not have bows and arrows. They did not have slingshots. This is interesting. Amen. Gideon gives them, <laughs> he gives them a trumpet and he gives them victuals or vessels, right? And he does not give them any military artillery to be able to fight in this battle. The Bible never said that they had military artillery. He gave them, amen, a trumpet and he gave them victuals. Now we can deal with the trumpet. 
spirit. Amen. Because that's a weapon all within itself. But but we don't got time to deal with that tonight because we can deal with the trumpet. Amen. So listen, listen. He gives them two things. Uh, trumpet and a victual vessels. And he sends them back to their tent to get some rest. Uh, just a trumpet and a victual. And so now let's look at this. Remember that. Remember that. Amen. So now when we look at this verses 9 through verse 14, God speaks to Gideon tells him to go down to the camp. And when you get there, I want you to listen. Listen what he says. He says, I want you go to, I want you to do something. He wakes Gideon up in the midnight hour. My God, I told you, you can't sleep long hours during this time. Hey, you can't, if you are a prophet, amen, you can't sleep long hours during this time. Amen. That's why I'm tired tonight. I was up half the night. <laughs> All right. But let me tell you something. Listen, listen, listen. All right. He tells him, he wakes him up in the middle of the night. He says, Gideon, get up, wake up. And he tells him, he says, I want you to go down to the camp. I want you to go down to the camp where the Midianites are at. And he tells him, he says, when you get there, I want you to listen listen. He says, I want you to listen. This ain't the hour and the time for you to do a whole bunch of talking, but you got to listen. You got to listen. He says, well, I want you to go down there. Who God, my God. And I want you to listen. All right. You cannot do a lot of talking in during this time. So Gideon tells, listen what God does. God says, listen, I want you to do, he says, Gideon. He knows Gideon. He knows him, right? He says, Gideon, you can take if you are afraid. Now, come on now. After all that God had did after all God had shown him he tells Gideon is still afraid because God said if you are afraid Gideon you can take this person with you he specifically gives a person for Gideon to take him he tells him he said you can take Pora and that's what he tells him he said if you're afraid Gideon you can take Pora with you and that's what he tells him he takes Pora with him uh, if you are scared and afraid now you got to understand something some people say that Pora was his armor bearer amen but if you dive a little deeper into Pora amen p-u-r-a-h p-u-r-a-h Pora Amen. Pora's name means bow. That's what his name means. His name means bow. Amen. And and, the, and when you look at a bow, what is a bow? It's a main brand branch on a tree. That is a bow. It's a main branch on a tree. So when you look at a tree, the bow is that little thick part that's coming out of the trunk of the tree and it spread it spans off right and when you have a branch and you have a bough that thick part right there and as you go down that branch it gets skinny and it gets weak right it gets thin but that thick part right there is the bow is that thickest part, that round part, right? And that comes off the trunk of a tree. Uh, you know, that fatty part, amen, that thick part, amen, that you can hold on to, amen. As you move down to the end of that branch, you find out that it gets skinny and it gets thin. It's easily broken. It easily breaks as you get down the branch of the tree. Uh, but Gideon, look what Gideon has. God said, if you are afraid, Gideon, I want you to take poor with you. I want you to take him with you. All right, look at this. But Gideon had someone to hold on to uh, going going with him that was not fragile. My God, that was not fragile, that was not timid, amen, that was not weak, amen. He had somebody with him that, that 
that was probably ready to fight. All right. He had Sephora with him. He was not fragile. He was not weak. You have to have someone in your life in this hour that if you don't, and if you don't have someone else in, in your life in this hour, amen, to hold on to that's not fragile and that's not weak, that's not going to buckle under the pressure, that's not going to run and hide because they're scared, that's not going to turn around because they just can't handle the weight of your anointing. You need somebody in your life that understand the vision that God has for you. You need somebody in your life that's going to be there no matter what comes, no matter what goes, that can be a bow for you, that's ready to go into battle with you, even if it's just the two of you going down to the enemy's camp. My God, I don't know yet, hey, Jesus, you need somebody that's not weak in this hour, that's not fragile in this hour, that won't break under the slightest pressure if you pull them or if they push a little bit. My God, I don't know yet, hey, Jesus, amen. Somebody type and say, amen, I need a poorer in my life. I need a poorer in my life. Hallelujah. I need a bow. I need a bow. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that God told Gideon, he said, if you want to go, I need you to go down there. Amen. To the enemy's camp. And when you go down there, I want you, if you're afraid, if you're scared, a little scared, Gideon, I want you to take Pora with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that when they get down to the camp in verses 11 and verse 12, the Bible says that they see, they look over the area as they're going down there to the enemy's camp. And the Bible said that they see the Midian, the Midian, they see Midian, uh, they see Amalek, and they see other nations who were all gathered from the Middle East. The Bible says this. It was just not the Midianites, but it was those that were connected to the Midianites army, right? And so you had Amalek, all right? And you had some other nations that were there who were all gathered, amen, from the Middle East. And so they were all there. It was in the midnight hour. It was dark. So the, they, the enemy was resting at this time. The enemy was not doing anything. They were sleeping at this time. And so the Bible says that Gideon, when he goes down there, he comes up to a tent. And the Bible, well, let me tell you this. The, for before we get to that, the Bible says that as they looked over the whole entire area, it said that they looked like grasshoppers. If you read it like in, in the original text, it said it looked like they were locusts. They were all over. They were a whole lot of them. All right. They look all together. Even their camels were too many to number. So this was a great army. These were armies that came together. This was a large, a humongous group of people that came together. These were thousands and thousands of men that were ready to go into battle against Gideon. My God. So the Bible says that as they look over, it says they look like grasshoppers, look like locusts just everywhere. Even their camels were too many to number. This is your PowerPoint moment. This is your PowerPoint moment to... Uh, uh, don't allow the image of the display to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. 
my God, let me say that again. Don't allow the image of the display, what you see, what's being put out there before you, don't allow the image of the display to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. You are here for a reason. Gideon was down there for a reason. Hallelujah. And if he, if he did not real, if he was scared and he looked at all the enemy, I mean, that's why I believe that poor was there to say, listen, we ain't worried about that. We got this. All right. If you said that the Lord said, then we got this already. All right. So don't allow a man, the image of the display to deter your focus on the purpose of your presence. There is a reason why you, that you are there. There is a reason why you're there. Tell somebody type in there and say, there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why this, I didn't get COVID-19. There's a reason why my presence is in that place. There's a reason why my presence is on that job. There's a reason why my presence is in this family. There's a reason why I am there. I can't allow what I see to deter my focus as to why my purpose or my presence is there. My God, hallelujah. Oh God, yeah, come down. Jesus. So there's a reason why you're there. So the Bible says that Gideon goes down to the camp and when he gets there, he hears a man in the tent talking about oh. a dream. Look at this. Y'all do me a favor. Share this if you don't mind. Share it. All right. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that he see, he hears, they go down into this camp, they see all of this before them, but they hear, amen, this man talking in the tent. The Bible said that this man was awakened out of his sleep as Gideon approached close to his tent. And Gideon began to listen in on this man talking in this tent. The Bible never gives the man name. Actually, it was two men. The Bible never gives their name. The Bible never says who they were. That's not even important at this point in time. All right. So what does he say? The Bible says that as the man was talking, the man says uh, he started talking about this dream that he had and he had this dream of this large loaf of barley bread coming down the hill and trampling the camp it meant knocking down the tents flat. That's what the word says. It says it trampled this large barley bread trampling like coming down the hillside and it tramples over the camp and it lies, it knocks down all of the tents flat. Uh, the Bible says that as they were in the tent, the man was talking about this dream and the other man that was in the tent with him, the Bible said that the interpretation of the dream, the other man gives the interpretation. Look at this. Look at this. Is, right? Gideon is listening to these men talk and the other man gives the interpretation of the dream. The other man says, uh, uh, it must be Gideon who will conquer the vast Midian army. My God, look what he said. He said, it must be Gideon who's going to conquer the vast Midian army. Look at that. It must be, listen, listen, my God, look what happens. Gideon is listening to these men. One man has a dream because God put it in his spirit. God, God invaded his nightlife. God invaded his dreams and God planted a dream for Gideon to hear. And look what happens. He says, it must be Gideon who will conquer the vast Midian army. Let me tell you something. God is about to allow you to hear your victory before you see your victory. 
Oh my God, God is about to allow you to hear your victory before you see your victory. And not only is he gonna allow you to hear it, but you're gonna hear it from your enemy. You're gonna hear your enemy to discuss you getting victory over them, amen, and them losing the battle. My Jesus, my God, God is about to allow you to hear your victory before you see your victory. And you wanna hear it from your enemy. Hallelujah, what kind of God do we serve that will allow you to hear, amen, to allow the enemy to, amen, speak of their own demise. My God, that's what they did. They spoke of their own demise, amen. And Gideon was able to hear it. Amen. And the Bible said, and not only that, they used Gideon's name. Look at that. They used the man of God's name and said, Gideon must going to be the one that conquered the vast army of the Midianites. My God. God said, even the enemy going to save your name. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. So now, now, now. Amen. We're just, we're just about done. We're at our eight o'clock hour. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Gideon when he heard this oh I told you I told you look at this the Bible said that when Gideon heard this he immediately worshiped the Lord I told you in this hour you got to have a worship and you got to have a sacrifice the sacrifice is what Gideon hey amen hit the men couldn't all those men could not go into battle with him amen but now he's at a place of worship I dare you to worship God in this hour I dare you at my God, I dare you, amen, to worship God and give God a sacrifice. Jesus, God allowed Gideon to hear his name out of the enemy's mouth saying that he was going to conquer his enemy. Jesus, my God, look at this. So immediately after Gideon heard this, the Bible said that he worshiped the Lord when he heard the interpretation of the dream. It was his enemy that showed him that he was going to get the victory. It was his enemy that pronounced his victory. It was his enemy that said that it was going to be him and they called his name. Somebody type, my enemy is about to call my name for my victory. Oh my God. My enemy is about to call my name for my victory. Amen. So the Bible says, look at this. So the Bible said that he worshiped the Lord right there. He worshiped the Lord. He got excited. He worshiped the Lord. The Bible said that he goes back to the camp and he wakes up all the men. He wakes them all up. He said, all oh, y'all get up, get up, get up. That's what he told them, right? I'm just, you know, I'm putting up the daytime. I'm excited because let me tell you something. When God allow your enemy to call your name and speak your victory, you know, Oh, you're going to have the victory. My God. Hallelujah. So the Bible said that he goes back to the camp and he wakes up all the men. But this is what he does. When he wakes up the men, he divides the men. Amen. He divides the men. He divides it. He only has 300 men. Amen. Look, and then it's already told us that the, the Midian's armies was vast. They were large. They looked like grasshoppers. They looked like locusts all over the place. Even the camels were too many to number. Look, at even their, even their animals were too many to number. So Gideon only had 300 men. That's all he had. And the Bible said that he devised the 300 men. What leader, when you got a small number, you got a remnant, what leader devised, amen, your small men? Only but God who will give you a plan to divide after he divided. My God, Jesus. After God divided, God would tell you to divide. God would say, separate them. Amen. So look, Gideon now does a strategic uh, 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 plan. He has a strategic 
strategic plan uh, before him and Gideon devised his 300 men. He puts them into three groups. That's what he does. He puts them into three groups. And when he puts them into three groups, so that means there's a hundred men per group, 300 men, three groups, 100 men per group, right? All right, I got my math together tonight. I got it together. Yes, yes, all right. All right, so listen, 300 men, three groups. And the Bible said that Gideon directs them. He gives them specific instructions. That's what he tells. He takes 100 men with him. So he has 100 men in his group. There's another 100 men in another group. There's another 100 men in another group. And Gideon gives them specific directions. Yes, he does. My God, he gives them specific directions. Look at this. Amen. The Bible's Remember, I told you not too long ago, I said that Gideon, he gave the men, amen, trumpets and victuals. He gave the men trumpets and victuals. Mm, listen, listen, who would have ever thought, amen, amen, who would have ever thought that a trumpet and a victual, a vessel, would be so, amen, amen, so powerful in a war, in a battle. Amen. So Gideon now has the member the trumpet in the victuals Gideon amen he goes and he tells the men this is what I want you to do I want you to go over this side we're going to go over this side and I want you the third group to go over this side the bible says amen that when he tells them he says Gideon um um, he tells them, he says, I'm gonna I'm get there. Let me, let me read it for y'all. Cause I want y'all to see this. I want y'all to, I want y'all to, I want y'all to get this. All right. What did he say? So Gideon and the hundred men were with him, came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. Look at that. Gideon, his man come on the outside of the camp in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the middle watch. And then they had, but newly set the watch. Amen. Uh, so what happens? This is what happens. All right. What's taking place now is that there are, there, the soldiers had to do watches throughout the night. So after a certain hour, the soldiers would change guards. And so as they were changing guards, Gideon and his men are getting into place because just like when police officers go off duty, there are not so many police officers on the street at that particular time, because now you have the new ones that are in the meeting, getting their, uh, getting their directives. And then you have the ones that have been on all night. They are now leaving off. So, you know, there's a certain hour, there's a certain time where there are not that many police officers on the road because there is a changing of the guards. That's where we're at right now. We're in the middle of a changing of the guards. Oh my God, we're in the middle of a changing of the guard. And so right now, it don't look like, oh my God, it don't look like the body of Christ is in position. It doesn't look like we're ready for the battle. It doesn't look like we we got what we need in the battle, but don't worry about it because we're getting in position. I told you that this, this part three is about the selection. It's about the selection. And so the Bible says that when Gideon, look what Gideon, I'm gonna go back to verse 18. Let me go back to verse 18. It, well, 16. Let's go back to verse 16. He said he divided the 300 men into three companies and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with the empty pictures. Look at that. With the empty pictures, he put he devised the company, right? And the last 
within the pictures. So what does Gideon does? He takes the empty pictures and he puts the lamps inside the empty pictures. All right. Now, why was that? Because he, if he was moving, if the men of God were moving and they were trying to do a sneak attack on their enemy and somebody looked up and saw lights coming from the hill, guess what? They would have sound the alarm for all of the Midianites to get up. And so what happens? He says that he put the lamps inside the victuals and he said unto them, look on me. Look at, I want you to pay attention. In this hour, you got to pay attention. Stop being distracted. Stop allowing the enemy to come and distract you. Stop allowing the enemy to come and cause you to lose focus. You got to pay attention to the Lord in this hour. So Gideon says, look on me and do likewise. Behold, when I come to the outside of the camp and it shall be that as I do, so shall you do. He says, listen, everything you see me do, watch me. And when you see me do it, I need you to do the exact same thing. He says in verse 18, when I blow the trumpet, I, I want all of, excuse me, when I blow the trumpet, I and all are, excuse me, all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of the camp. And they said the sword of the Lord, amen, and and of Gideon. In other words, they said, we're going to win for the Lord and for Gideon. That's what they were saying. We're going to win for the Lord and for Gideon. So verse 19 says, and so Gideon and a hundred men were with him and came into the outside of the gate camp in the beginning of the middle of the watch. And so now they're in the middle of them changing guards, right? And so they come to the camp while they're changing guards. And what happens? It says they blew the trumpet and they break the pictures that were in their hands. Look what they do. It's a, it's a strategic plan. It's a, it's a strategic attack. Oh, I got excited right there. What come out, all right? It's a strategic plan and a strategic attack. The Bible said that Gideon told them, watch me, pay attention to me. And what you see me do, I need you to do the exact same thing. So while the changing of the guards was happening, they get on different sides of the enemy. Amen. And, and it was only 300 men. So it's a hundred on one side, a hundred at the gate and a hundred at the other side. And it was only 300 men. And the Bible said that Gideon blew the trumpet. Gideon blew the trumpet and he dropped the lance. So the hundred men that were with Gideon began to blow their trumpets and they began to drop their, vis their ves vessels with the lanterns in it. They began to drop their pictures. And so what happened? The Bible says that as they did that all the other men began to blow their trumpets and they began to drop their pictures with the fire in them. Amen. And what happened? It startled their enemy. And the Bible says that when they did all of this, that the enemy began to wake up and they were so disoriented. They were so confused that they began to kill off themselves. My God. Hallelujah. The 300 men blew the trumpets and the Lord said every man a sword 
uh, his fellow, and even throughout all the hosts and the host of them, the host of the army. That's what happened. So let me tell you something. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a selection that is taking place. Amen. And God said, listen, all you got to do is pay attention to what I'm doing. Amen. And you're going to have the victory. I've already pronounced it. I already gave you the insight on it because Gideon got insight of the victory. And so what happened? Amen. They dropped it and the enemy became so scared. Can you imagine waking up in the midnight hour and all you hear is horns blowing from every side? So you thinking that it's this masked army that's coming to get you when reality of it was, it was only 300 men. Amen. And they got the victory. Amen. This is your PowerPoint moment. The spiritual appearance of who you are is more intimidating than the physical presence of who you are. My God. Hallelujah. Let me say that one more time. The spiritual appearance, because let me tell you something. It was only God that could have present to set up a situation like that. The, the spiritual appearance of who you are is more intimidating than the physical presence of who you are. Because if Gideon would have walked in that camp with 300 men, they probably like, yeah, okay, whatever. But let me tell you something. He had God on his side. So the spiritual presence of who he was was more intimidating than the physical presence of who he was. My God, let me tell you something. This is the time of selection. Good motives with negative results. My God, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Somebody type that, say, this is the time of the selection. Hallelujah. Gideon and his men won the battle. They won the battle because God promised them that they were going to win the battle. But even in Gideon's uncertainty, God still dealt with him. God still used him because Gideon was a man of uncertainty. And so now he realized God had to allow his enemy to say his name for him to get excited about the victory that God had already said that he was going to get. Sometimes we just need, amen, to listen to God and not allow what we see and what we feel to interfere with what God is saying. And sometimes, all the time, really all the time, but we're human, we're human, all right? This is the time of selection. Some of us have been pulled out. Some of us have been set apart for this, for such a time as this. Let me tell you, post-COVID-19 is coming. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. But God is already doing it in the midst of COVID-19. You know, this is a pandemic with a purpose. I said at the very beginning of this pandemic, this is a pandemic with a purpose. All right. And so we got to understand who we are. We got to know who we are in Christ. We got to be who we are in Christ Jesus. And don't second guess the God that's in your life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Don't second guess that. So this was part three of good motives with negative results. We're going to get to that piece of it. So next week, we're getting to the piece where we're going to cover why we're saying that it was good motives with negative results. We're going to still deal with Gideon, part four. 
I usually do three parts. This time I did part, I did four parts, but it's all good. I love it. All right. So we hope that you was blessed by the word of God on tonight. We went a little over time on tonight because I usually like to let you go at eight. 30, excuse me, excuse me, at eight o'clock, not 8.30, but it's almost 8.30, right? At eight o'clock, we like, like to let you go at eight o'clock. So we thank God for you, 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 and you. We hope that you receive something powerful out of the word of God. Listen, don't allow what you see. Amen. Don't, don't focus on that. If Gideon would have focused on all that he saw and didn't even listen, because God wanted him to go down there and just listen. Sometimes God will tell you to go somewhere just to listen, not to say anything, not to make your presence known, but just listen. In this hour, you got to be able to go and just listen. Some of us got to go to certain places and God said, don't make your presence known. I don't want you to make your presence known. They might they might see you, but they really not going to see you. You got to understand that from a spiritual matter. Okay. Just listen. God, listen. If Gideon focused on all that he had saw, he would have never heard the men in the camp, in the tent talking. He would have never heard them saying his name. His enemy announced his victory and called him by his name. Look at that. My God. Right? It's powerful. Some of y'all, sometimes you just got to let the enemy talk because he's going to call your name and he's going to tell you. He's going to prove to you what the Lord is going to do. And it's for his demise. That's, you know, it's just for the, it's for his demise. So we love you on tonight. God bless you. We love you. We pray again that you have received something out of the word of God on tonight. And so we will be with you tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for another breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. We will be with you on tomorrow morning. We're excited. I always get excited for breaking of day prayer conference call. All right. So we will be with you tomorrow even tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. And so for those who y'all, we're about to go on a fast. We're about to go on a fast. Um, I have the dates and I'm going to be sending out the information for anybody that wishes to participate and connect up with us with the fast. Um, you can do so. All right. You can do so. So the fast is going to be from October the 1st to the 10th. So 10 days. It's going to be a 10 day fast. October the 1st through um, the 10th. God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in. Amen. God bless you, Alyssa Wiles. Amen. God bless you. Again, check her out, Wiles World Worldwide. God bless you, Bishop J. Donald Edwards. God bless you. Listen, follow Bishop J. Donald Edwards. You don't want to miss this mighty man of God. This man of God is powerful. You go to his page, like his page. He does some powerful teach. My God, I love to hear him teach and preach. He's just powerful. <laughs> All right. But he's also going to be with us for our Bow Summit 2020. I October 23rd and the 24th. He's that Friday night. We will be live with him. So go like his page, chime in, go back to some of his uh, uh, videos. I hope you got your videos up there, Bishop. I believe he does. All right. Um, he does live at five. In, uh, Bishop, correct me if I'm wrong. Live at five on Sunday. That's his Sunday morning um, service. Live, not Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon service. Live at five on Sundays, live at five. Powerful. I mean, he does series as well. So you don't want to miss him. 
go check him out. Go connect up with him. He is powerful. Um, and, and he is a let me tell you, he is a true prophet. I know him to be a true prophet. True. What he says, the Lord says, it comes to pass. It does happen. He would he's just not a prophet either to prophesy cars, houses, and land, either. He, he a true prophet. He's gonna tell you what the Lord says. <laughs> all right. So um connect up with him. All right. So God bless you. Thank you all for chiming in. God bless you, Sheree. Jarrell, God bless you, man of God. God bless you. Um, Elginon Hall, God bless you. Amen. Go ahead and follow Ellen Elginon Hall at Elginon Hall on YouTube and subscribe to his page. God bless you. Yep, live at five. He says live at five and Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. Yes, thank you. Wednesday night, Alyssa. Thank you so very much. Wednesday nights as well. All right, God bless you, Yolanda Whitby. God bless you. I'm just doing some roll call, some name calling. God bless you. Paquita, Paquita, thank you. God bless you. Co Pastor Boney, God bless you. Thank you, Mom. All y'all for chiming in. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Brother Kelly, my big brother, thank you so very much. Sister Gloria, thank you so very much as well. I love you all. I love you all. Love you, love you, love you. All right, so listen. Be with us tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. for Breaking Up Day Prayer Conference Call. 15 minutes can change your life. Every Wednesday morning, we're up here praying, believing God, bombarding heaven. And so you don't want to miss it. If you have a prayer request or anything that you would like for us to continue to pray for, just sit it up there in the chat. We will definitely pray for it. Or you can wait till tomorrow morning, either one that you like. We will be up here tomorrow morning. And so we like to give you a PowerPoint moment. And then we like to um, pray and let God have his way. Thank you for joining us on tonight. And so let us pray for tonight. All right, Father, we thank you. We bless your name, God. We thank you for allowing us to come together. We thank you, God, because we want to be part of the selection on tonight. We want to be we want to be what where you are and doing what you have commanded us to do and what you have predestined and preordained for us to do. Father, we pray that you will begin to continue to minister unto your people, God. No fear, only faith. That's what we're going to move, operate, speak in. And God, we pray, Lord God, that you will begin to bless your people. We pray that you will begin to open up their understanding. I pray, Lord God, that you will, Lord God, arrest them in their mind and their spirit, that they, Lord God, will worship you like never before, even now, God. I pray that you will continue to, Lord God, allow your word to be hidden in their heart that they may not sin against you. Lord God, we're going to offer you worship and a sacrifice in Jesus' name. We thank you and we bless you for all that you have done, all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. We pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. We love you all so very much. See you tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m. for Breaking of Day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. Don't forget to go to my website and register for the Bow Summit Business Oil and Worship. Go to my website. Register, y'all. Do Come on, do me that favor. All right, go ahead and register for the Bow Summit Business Oil and Worship. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be powerful. Click on that little tab on my website and go ahead and register. It's a small registration fee of $35. You can't beat that. All right, so we thank God for you all. Have an awesome, awesome night. Love you much.